0: We're going to talk with Nick Oson here. He is from he covers Iowa State for two four seven Sports.
1: Nick, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Like you guys said, it's one of the best days of the year. How about you? Outstanding. Nick, let's look at this field right here. And
0: when you see the number of Big Twelve teams in there, uh, what are your overall thoughts? Did they get it right with six? Should Oklahoma have gotten in? What are your initial thoughts on the teams that made it into the from the Big Twelve?
1: Yeah, I think that Oklahoma probably had some of the quality wins, you know, that that might be kind of equivalent to some of the teams that made it. But I do think after some of those losses and kind of the final record that they had, six felt about right to me. And I think the good thing for the Big 12 Conference is some of the quality of those teams has a chance to really make a little bit of a run. Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas, obviously, I think it's likely going to be a pretty solid March for the Big 12 Conference.
2: Iowa State making his 21st NCAA tournament appearance. And, Nick, when you look at this team, what made this team so inconsistent throughout the season?
1: Yeah, I think it's really one main thing, and it's going to sound kind of obvious and cliche, but it's the truth. They don't have many reliable scores that can consistently get you a bucket when the offense kind of stalls. They've got Isaiah Brockington, and then generally someone else might get you a few baskets, but it just hasn't been... You know, one of their kind of go-tos this season. Even the coaching staff has recognized that. But the defense has done enough. They've gelled enough to get to this point. And after winning just two games last year, it's been a success in itself.
0: Nick, we talk all the time here about how strong the Big 12 is and how you know Coach Drew's even said that every game, every night is a tournament game. When you go through this gauntlet, how does that prepare you, if you're Iowa State, uh, for the run that you're going to make in March
1: Madness? Yeah, I think it gets you ready because you know that there's not really ever going to be a night off, especially when you're going against physical, athletic, versatile defenses within conference, and that actually worked out fairly perfectly for the Cyclones this week because LSU, their bread and butter is the defensive end, leading the country in steals, so it's going to have to get Iowa State ready, especially from that end, and I think they will be in what is going to be a highly anticipated game this Friday in Milwaukee.
2: When you look at this matchup between the Cyclones and the Tigers meeting for the first time, what do the Cyclones have to do to be able to move to the next round against this Tiger team?
1: Yeah, I think they really need to kind of balance their turnovers because they're a team that's been turning the ball over a lot recently, and it's not really a trend you want to see, especially late in the year. And they've got to do their best to neutralize Darius Days. LSU doesn't have a ton of shooters either. They're not going to have their head coach, and it's an incredibly winnable game for Iowa State, especially in the location of Wisconsin with a lot of fans traveling from Iowa, but they also have the propensity to turn it over. If they do that and get behind, it's not going to be a great Friday for Iowa State, certainly.
0: And with all those distractions going on around LSU, I mean, the program's essentially in shambles right now. Will Wade's out the door. We don't know what all the sanctions are coming in on the Tigers, but how does Iowa State you know, not, over, or not let those LSU's distractions become their distractions?
1: I think that's something that they touched on this week, and, and I don't think that's going to be an issue because they know how paramount this opportunity is, especially the majority of Iowa State has never even played in the NCAA tournament. T.J. Otzelberger's first time there with Iowa State, obviously. I think you just bring in knowing what type of opportunity this is for the program and how big it can be for the future recruiting, obviously, this unit of players. I think that they had a similar opportunity like this against Kansas when Agbaji was out back in Iowa State earlier this season, maybe didn't bring it quite as much as they should have. They know that this is a spotlight. It's March. It doesn't get any bigger than this, and just bring it from the jump, build on that physicality on the defensive end. I think they've got a real shot against the team, like you said, without Will Wade.
2: What do you think about the job that T.J. Ossenberger's done with this Iowa State team in his first year leading them to the NCAA tournament?
1: I really don't think it could have been much better. I mean, I think it speaks volumes to how he was able to kind of land some players in the portal, make the guys in the unit that they have gel. And, you know, I've said it many times, get everyone to buy in on the defensive end. I mean, it's not something that you see from everyone in the college basketball game. He's admittedly said this team doesn't have the offensive po- firepower to always get some of these wins. But the fact that they did that just got total buy-in. I-, I think it really speaks a lot both to his X's and O's on the defensive end and just kind of his leadership and character. I'm excited to see what the future of the Cyclones program can do as well with him at the helm. And kind of Going off of that,
0: with him being a first-year head coach, how important is it for him to know that he has three guys on his roster who have postseason experience that everybody can kind of relate to in these when situations get tough?
1: Yeah, it's major, especially because it's coming from guys that will obviously be getting playing time, generally starting. Leader of the team in Brockington, maybe your best on-ball defender in Gabe Kelcher, and then one of the kind of vocal leaders in George Condit. I think that's a reason – that this team isn't maybe too nervous. The the level's certainly excited, but I think he's going to have these guys ready. I think those three players specifically have been a little more vocal recently. We actually just got some time with them, them yesterday, including George Condit, somebody that's actually been at Iowa State for four years. I think he's going to have these guys ready knowing you can't take opportunities like this for granted. And I'm really excited to see what the atmosphere is going to be like both on and off the floor on Friday.
2: Does this offense have to run through Isaiah Brockington for them to be successful tomorrow?
1: I think that it needs to run through him or Tyrese Hunter. I think Tyrese Hunter has done enough uh, vocally and on the court, especially through a playmaking capability recently, to find success. But in terms of scoring, yes. I think Brockington needs to have at least bare minimum 16 to 19 points tomorrow for this team to really have a shot against A pretty impressive athletic LSU team coming from the SEC.
0: Nick, when you look at the field, how how do you see the Big 12 teams? How many teams do you have from our league going past the Sweet 16, or to the Sweet 16 even?
1: I think that I've got at least three. I mean, I've been, yeah, pretty impressed with the Big 12. I think Kansas goes to the Elite Eight, probably Baylor at least that, and I think Texas Tech has a chance to go to the Final Four. I think they match up pretty well against most teams especially early on in the tournament you'll see what kind of whistle these big 12 teams get after a physical regular season of course but i'm pretty comfortable with saying yes setting the over under at a comfortable three to three and a half and what should be an impressive showing absolutely
0: as far as your bracket give me your final four and your national champion
1: it's going to sound a little chalky but It just feels like a year where there might not be quite as many upsets, at least late. I've got the Zags. I was torn. I've been high on Illinois all year, but I'm not sure they can beat a potentially healthy Arizona team. Got Kansas and Kentucky with Gonzaga knocking off Auburn in the title game. Okay.
2: That's nice. I like it. Hey, Nick, uh, it is spring, and there's something else that's going to be going on in the spring other than the NCAA tournament and baseball, and that's, of course, spring football. It's upon us. And what do you feel about the Cyclones? What do they have to get done in spring football for you to feel good about them coming up in the fall?
1: Yeah, really exciting times in Ames. They obviously lost a lot last year, so I think it's just going to be building a consistent offense. New quarterback in Hunter Deckers likely He's got, a, he's got a cannon. He can move. So kind of consistently building on the weapons that they still have on the offensive end while maintaining the, the leadership and some of the production on defense. There's a chance that they're going to throw a little more intermediately while still building on the run because there's still a lot of talent in that backfield. And I think if the offense can kind of build on that and get in a good spot by April or May, this team could surprise some people, at least in terms of offense.
2: Was there a big big sigh of relief when Matt Campbell stayed put?
1: Yeah, some people were certainly on on the edge of their seats, and I think both him, the defensive coordinator, and just a lot of their staff kind of coming back and showing the continuity with Iowa State is going to speak volumes for what this team can do, you know, both this year and in the next couple years with a very young team losing the likes of Brock Purdy and and Brees Hall to the NFL.
2: Do you think that year in and year out, Matt Campbell's name is going to continue to come to the top on opening jobs because he seems to be one of the leading candidates each and every year. And then steps back at what time does that start affecting this program?
1: I do think that's pretty likely not only because of his success, but just, I mean, the type of leadership that he has just kind of exudes and is one of the really impressive parts about Campbell I think that short term, it's not really going to have an effect. Maybe long term, if it's consistently bouncing up, you know, future recruits and people might want that, that consistency and and continuity knowing, all right, this coach isn't going to leave for a better job. But to his credit and to Iowa State's credit, as much as the name has come up, he's still there and he's been there a long time and it's likely to be a couple more years. So I don't think it's really going to have too much of a negative effect, at least anytime soon until potentially he would leave in the future.
2: Nick Olson, 247, with the Iowa Cyclones. They get ready to play LSU tomorrow at 620 in the NCAA tournament. Nick, we appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for joining us. Have fun at the tournament, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man.
1: Great. Great being here. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the day.